welcome our preacher for this morning, and uh, uh, th that is passionate Nkube, uh, and uh, and I think I got that slightly wrong. He'll tell me how it's pronounced. <laughs> Nube, Nube, I think. Um, is that right, passionate? <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's been so good to have passionate and Rebecca leading his wife Rebecca leading our small group, our life group, uh, over the last few months, and uh, we've had a great time with their leadership passion that's been so encouraging. And over the course of the months, I've had a number of people in our life group say to me, so uh, when's Passionate going to preach? <laughs> and uh, so we thought, well, let's leave it until um, his new baby is due. Uh, so we knew the baby was due the 31st of December. So we thought, you know, we'll ask him to preach on the 27th. That should work out okay. I don't know quite what we were thinking. And <laughs> we weren't thinking, okay. <laughs> anyway, it all worked out fine. Uh, they had, their baby was born uh, on the 22nd, I think. There she is. Uh, and that's Zoe. Um, we're really looking forward to seeing her. And uh, she'll be here uh, another week, I'm sure, with their family, and we can pray for them together. But right now, I just want to pray for Passionate as he comes and joins us. So, Passionate, why don't you come up here? I'm going to come and step down a little bit so we can keep some distance. And uh, let me just pray, and then I'm going to invite Passionate to preach the word to us. Mm -hmm. So, Father God, we thank you for Passionate and Rebecca and the family. Thank you for the birth of this beautiful uh, new girl who is joining their family and joining our church family. And Lord, I want to pray this morning for Passionate as he brings the word of God to us. I pray he'll preach it faithfully. I pray he'll preach it with power, and you will anoint him with your Holy Spirit right now. Come and fill him afresh. We pray in Jesus' name. Come upon him and speak to us and encourage and stir us and provoke us in faith, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now let's welcome Passionate. Just, just give him a go. <laughs> <Woo. laughs> wow. <laughs> hallelujah. Can you hear me at the back? Oh, hallelujah. There's a slogan that we usually say what you used to do in Zimbabwe. We say, God is good. And then you say, all the time. Hallelujah. So I would like to invite you to preach with me, okay? God is good. All the time. Hallelujah. Give your neighbor just a high five. And, and tell your neighbor that the name of Jesus is a powerful name. Come on, church. Talk to me. Talk to me, especially those that are in your bubble. Tell them, say, the name of Jesus is a powerful name. Hallelujah. Yes. Uh, as Mark has introduced me, uh, my name is Passionate. I'm originally from Zimbabwe. I'm sure you can tell by my surname and my skin color. <laughs> Down in Africa, uh, Zimbabwe is a country which is neighbor to South Africa. South Africa is more popular, is the most popular country, I would say, in Africa, and of course, Egypt and other countries. So I just came here in Canada last year, uh, December 10, and I joined Christ Central Church. Uh, but before I joined Cent Christ Central Church, I used to go to a church called uh, Brethren in Christ Church, which is actually a church that was founded by the Brethren in Christ Church in USA 
and Canada. And then the church has been in existence for almost 120 years plus. The missionaries that founded this church, they came from USA and Canada, and they were only given $5 to come and plant the church. If you go and see what God has done now in Southern Africa, how the Brethren in Christ Church has reached to so many people, thousands of people have been saved, thousands of people now belong to Christ. Out of that $5, $5 that was donated by somebody, and then some people stood up and said, send me, Lord, to go and do your work. And then they came. I'm standing here today as a product. They reached out to me, they preached the word of God, and I was served. And here am I today. The title of my sermon is called Passing on the Baton. Can you say to somebody next to you, pass on the baton? I know I might be a different preacher from what you're used to. <laughs> you know, preach with me, flow with me, and enjoy. Right. So we're going to get our reading uh, from the book of Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. If you can put it for me on the screen there. Right. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, in keeping with the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus. To Timothy, my dear son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve, as my ancestors did, with a clear conscience as night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother, Lois, and in your mother, Eunice, and now, and I am, full, I am persuaded now, it lives in you also. For this reason, I remind you to fan into the flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands for the spirit of God, for, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but it gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or me, his prisoner. Rather, join me, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given to us, was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Right. So when we read um, this scripture, you notice that um, this was Paul. We know, all know the story about Paul. Uh, previously, he was Saul persecuting the church. He met God, and then God changed his life, and he became one of the great ministers or preachers of the word that wrote even two-thirds of the Bible. So I want to talk to us about passing on the baton. As you can see from the picture there, we can tell that it's athletics. Uh, we will touch about that as we move on. I would like to take a look at a few things that we have read from the scripture there. So if you go to verse 2, 
Paul calls um, Timothy his son. But if you notice, for those of us who have read the Bible, you all know that Paul didn't have a child, right? Am I correct? But he called Timothy his son, his son in the Lord. So one of the first points that I would, or one of the things that I would want to encourage the church in passing the baton that I would want us to look at is to be a mentor or to help someone to grow in their spiritual life or in their walk with God. God is calling us as a church to, to be a mentor, to be a guide, to groom other people. You can do this at family level. You can do this at church level. If you are doing that, you are actually passing the button, right? You are actually playing your part. When uh, Mark uh, reached to me on behalf of the leadership to ask me to preach, I was shaken. I don't know whether I can show that I'm still shaken even now. I was like, oh, I've just been here for a year. What can I say? Uh, I'm, I also come from, for, for those of you who come from Africa, we come from a high energy preaching zone. Hallelujah! Hey! And I was whew, thinking, if I go and preach at Christ Central, I usually see how Mark and Joe preach. What will people think of me? I don't know. I was scared. I said, oh, uh, Mark, I will think about it <laughs> and pray about it. I took some time. I don't know, it was maybe three or four days. But then I heard this small, still voice in my heart encouraging me to say, well, if Mark and the leadership had not prayed about it and God had not wanted you to preach, they could have easily taken somebody else. And they could not have come to you, or they would have just continued. You know, this is like a special Sunday, because it's the last Sunday of 2019. As the leadership, they would, might, might have had things they wanted to say. But they allowed me to come and stand today to preach. And that's mentorship. As somebody who's still new in this country, I feel encouraged to have such a leadership that sees the potential in me. And they asked me to come and preach. And I would want to encourage us as a church that we need to groom other people for the ministry. If you have children at home, teach them about the word of God. I know sometimes some might resist. There could be challenges here and there. If you have an extended family, you know we are coming from Christmas, we are going to New Year, share with them the word of God. In the process of doing so, you are mentoring, you are passing on the baton. Hallelujah, church. Are we together? Amen. Then number two. If you notice uh, in verse three, Paul says he prayed for Timothy day and night. You know, he prayed for Timothy day and night. So my second point is pray for someone. Pray for the church. Pray for the leadership. Pray for our country. If you read the Bible in Luke chapter 2, verse 35 to 38, I don't know how many of you know this woman. There was an, a woman who was aged 84 years old. 
it is said that this woman prayed for the birth of Jesus Christ. How many of, the, oh, how many of us know that woman in the Bible? Right, I can see a few hands. Check, it, check out the scripture there. They said this woman was a widow and she was 84 years old. They said she never went out of the temple. She worshipped God day and night. She fasted and prayed. This is one pattern that you can pass. Let me challenge you. When I'm talking about prayer, I'm not talking about those food prayers that we make and the good night prayers that we make. Oh, God bless our food as we eat. Amen. God bless us as we sleep. Amen. I'm talking about a time when you can actually devote yourself into prayer. I don't know how many of us have watched the movie War Room, where the, the, the exciting part that I, when, when I watched that movie War Room, is that when the, when the priest comes to buy the house, he went into a closet where the old lady used to pray. He said, he, they were checking the house, checking the rooms and everything, but the minute he stepped into the closet, he stepped in, and then he stepped out. And then he stepped in, and then the priest said, the pastor the, or the reverend or the preacher, he said, someone has been praying in this house. And he said, I don't need to see all other, everything else about the house. Because I know that someone has been praying, we are going to buy this house. Let me encourage you, church. Prayer changes life. Prayer changes situation. So when, when you hear that this is the vision that the, ch the church has, or when you hear that one of our brethren is not feeling well, write them in your book, which you can call the prayer book. Have, this, have your basement or your pantry or your closet where you can just go there and take two hours and say, God, I'm praying for Christ Central. God, I'm praying for Mark. God, I'm praying for Joe as they lead the church. May your spirit be upon them. Empower them. Strengthen them. Then we will start seeing wonders. Prayer is an, is an exciting subject to, to, to talk about. I might end up getting excited and talk, end up talking about prayer. But can you look at somebody and tell them, say prayer. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Some of you are too serious. Can you look at somebody and say, prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we need to be a praying church. We need to pass on the button of prayer. Right. And then the third thing that I would like to talk about is be a source of encouragement and hope, especially for those who need it the most. You know, Paul, if you read in from verses 4 to 7, Paul reminded and encouraged Timothy of how the faith was passed down, which is where the gist of my message came from, where the, how the faith was passed down from Lois, his grandmother, to Eunice, his mother, and now him. You know, so as a church, we need to encourage each other. I always like uh, saying these things. When I was pre preparing for this, to when I finally agreed to preach, Mark said, I can create time for you and I to talk if you have questions or things that uh, you might be scared of. I can create time 
and sit down with you and answer every question. I think we set about three meetings and things just kept happening and I could not pitch up, not that I, we could not make, meet at the times that we said. But he was very patient. He was like, okay, we can try another day, another time. And we met. And when we started, when he sat down to discuss, he told me a lot of things. I'm like, oh, Mark, you are so great. You have answered every question that I have. Now I feel confident. That's why I'm standing in here. Just last night, as I was just tossing and top deck, Joe sent me a message to let me know that he was praying for me. I was like, yes, God is in control. It's so amazing how just a small line with a word of encouragement can bring joy to somebody. I'm telling you as somebody who's just new in this setting, there are people that you have been interacting together for many years. Sending a scripture, telling somebody, oh, you look great today. Oh, you, your kids are beautiful. It encourages them. Hallelujah, church. So let us be a source of encouragement. What am I saying? We need each other as a church. I have been so much encouraged by the members of my life group. Do you know, to be quite frank, as, we, as the year ends, I'm so thankful to God for so many things. And one of the things I'm thankful for is my life group. You know, there's been COVID and everything, lockdowns, sometimes we're back, sometimes we're locked in, we're back. We all know the story. But we have had a, a, a life group that has been there. Even though sometimes we have had to connect virtually. You know, I felt as somebody who has been coming here, who doesn't know a lot of people except my wife and the family members, I've been wondering how to connect. But my, my life group has, a source, has been a source of encouragement. Praying together. Asking, how are you doing, passionate? How is Rebecca doing? How is Ada doing? Oh, we are praying for, you, for the birth of your baby. Everything is going to go well. You know, that has been encouragement. So I want to encourage somebody here, if you're not in the life group, after this sermon, make a decision to join a life group. Look at your neighbor and smile at them. Just look at your neighbor and smile at them. <laughs> Hallelujah, church. If you're not a member of a life group, join a life group. You will be encouraged. You know, one of the things that is also has been a great encouragement for me this year was playing soccer. I think I played soccer more often than I probably used to do in my country. And in doing so, I met other people interacted with many other people, even though there was that lockdown and everything happened around us, happening around us, I never felt that gap of being lonely. So I want to encourage us, church, that let, be a source, let us be a source of encouragement and hope. In, that, in so doing, you are passing on the baton. You are playing your role as in the church. Then the fourth thing that I would like to talk about is be not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is a song that we usually like singing with my daughter that says, Tell the world that Jesus lives. Tell the world that, tell the world that. Can I ask you a question, church? 
Can I challenge you? When was the last time you told somebody about Jesus? Passing on the baton. Matthew 28, verse 19. When Jesus had done everything, he said, Go ye therefore unto all nations. Make disciples of all nations. Christ Central, I'm here to encourage you. I'm not a regular preacher here. So I will just say a few things. Sorry if maybe I will provoke you or maybe if I might not be very politically correct, please forgive me. I don't mean to be rude or whatsoever. For the church of God to grow, we all need to play a part. Come on, church. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? We all need to play a part. I've been asking Mark a lot of questions. Mark, if I tell somebody about Jesus here, will I get judged? Will I get, will they feel I'm judging them? How do you go about this thing? Because it's a different country, right, for me. In Zimbabwe, we, we, we could just go on the street and mount the PA system and say, come to Jesus. Go to people's house and invite them. But I know this is a different geographical space, different rules, and I respect that. But here's the reason. Here's my point. Tell somebody about Jesus. This is the important task or mission that God gave us as part of passing on the baton to make disciples of all nations. We each have a responsibility. We each have a duty to play. So I've just been working in a few places, and when I meet people, I try to tell them about Jesus. I try to invite them to church. And it's been going well so far. I'm doing well, Mark. And I've been asking Mark, so do I tell them to come to church, invite them to church, or ask them if they are saved, or things like that. And I've met some who have said, oh, no, we don't believe in church. We believe in science. But I'm glad that we had that month where the questions were answered. God is above science. He created the world. Anyway, we cannot go into that issue back again. So here's another thing that touched my heart as we were going through the training or when Mark was inducting me about Christ Central. I read a Christ Central handbook. Have, have you? Has anyone ever read it? May I see those who have read the Christ Central handbook? Wow. I see a lot of hands haven't done that. I would encourage you. Mark, please send it to the church. There is a Christ Central handbook. <laughs> it talks about where, how the church came from. Let me just read a few things that I read down. I read about a man called Terry Vigo. These are not my words, I just copied. In the early 70s, he helped a number of house churches become established around the Sussex area in England. You know, we all know the history, right? And then I cut down. And then the New Frontiers, New Frontiers group of churches grew up and spread its wings internationally. Right. And then here's another exciting part. 
in 2011, it marked a significant change of the new frontiers. Terry Vigo handed over, passed on the baton, leadership to about 20 different team leaders. And then I skipped uh, many other things that were written there. And then there's a statement that was written, their sons began to have their own families. For those of you who, can, who have read this book can relate to what I'm talking about. And then I continued reading. And then I read about TMP. Joe's name was mentioned. He can tell you about that. And I'm sure there are some people who were there in the group when the TMP started. And how TMP changed its name and became what we call Christ Central, Fredericton, and how it fits into the whole big picture. And this was in March 1996. Right? So there were names such as Jeremy, Dave, Joe, Don, Stephanie, Brent, Ben, Joel, Ollie, Gary, Mark, just to mention a few that were quoted in the book. And I'm like, oh, wow, these guys have already done their part. They are passing on the baton. Here is my question to you. What will you be remembered of? Or what will you, will you be remembered for? So if you read here, Terry Vigo played his part, did the work of God back in the 70s, and we read the history and of what was happening in, Christ, in Fredericton when the, uh, the TMP grew up. And here we are, look at us. It's the work of God. And this adds with the scripture in Acts 2, verse 42 to 47, that says the people continued breaking the bread and the church grew. Hallelujah, church. Are we together? Hallelujah. We have a duty. We need to play our part. We need to, to propagate the gospel of God. Don't give any excuse. I'm sorry if that statement uh, sounds very authoritative. You know, I'm not then saying to all of us, let's all go out and start planting churches. No. That's why I'm touching on different things, on how we can participate as a church in the growth of the church. I noticed that Mark preaches. Sorry, I didn't tell you that I was going to say this. I didn't ask for his permission, but I'm going to say it. I noticed that Mark preaches, and sometimes he leads worship. There's Angela, and then there's Grace and Nathan, and all their teams. Are there not other people in this church we can sing? Are there not any other people we have, who are gifted who can actually come and lead the worship? to make our team bigger? Are there not any other people who can come and fill the other instruments so that the team becomes fully fleshed, bent? Hello? Hello? Somebody coming from Zimbabwe is preaching today. I don't think it's favoritism. Uh, there is or nepotism or whatsoever. I just met Mark a year ago. I started knowing him a year ago. And Joe, I believe, church, if we rise up and do something, 
for the glory of God and for the good of the city. You and I have a responsibility. Don't give excuses. Don't give excuses. Stand up and do the work of God. Here is my fifth point. Give yourself wholly and fully to the work of God. Be engaged. Be involved. You know, David says in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Here's the reason why I gave that picture of an athletics team. Uh, an athletics demonstration. I used to be an athlete, by the way. I don't know how many of you might believe that, especially when you're looking at my body. <laughs> you can imagine maybe 10 years ago when I used to run. I used to run with guys who were like, we had the muscles, and, but sometimes I'll be leading them, and they'll be following me. But one of the races that I enjoyed the most was participating in a relay team, right? I, I enjoyed participating in a relay team because it was a good opportunity to strategize. And I liked strategizing, and there was teamwork. And I know that if you strategize as a team, you can win, right? So we, we knew some competitors or other teams that we were competing with. And I used to be the best in my team of four. So what we would do, sometimes I would run the, what we call the backstretch, or sometimes I would run the finish. So in one event, we strategized, and I was going to be the finisher. And so we put our, one of our third best to start the event because the other team had fielded their best in the starting line, right? So we thought, okay, if that other one could maintain and give it to our second best, and then to our second, uh, the fourth best, by the time it gets to me, I can win the race. Our strategy was all good. And then, on your marks, sir. They started running, four by 100 meters relay. I don't know how, how many of us know about athletics. Think of somebody like Usain Bolt, if you don't understand what I'm saying. So when, when our team member was running, he maintained what we had told him. So we were somewhere very close to position two. When he gave the other person who was on the, running the back straight, he was position number one. So I said, yeah, if it continues like that, we're going to get the gold medal. When it came to the curve, I don't know what happened. But I remember that when the button came to me, we were in position three. I was like, what happened there? I was... So at that moment, you know, when you're an athlete, a lot of things start happening, crossing your mind. You feel so frustrated. You want to the, throw down the baton. You don't want to continue running. A lot of things were happening. But we have been taught by the coach that when you're running relay, no matter what happens, if you drop a baton stick, pick it up and continue running. Now, if somebody encroaches your line, maintain your line, keep running. Don't give up. So I did that. I ran as fast as I can, as if I was in, in number one. I did my best because I didn't want to let my team down. So when we got to the finish line, surprise, surprise, the track judges came. There was discussion with the chief track judges, and we were awarded position number one. I was like, how? Oh. The other guys had encroached the line. The other guys had violated what we call the fly zone or the exchange zone. 
And so they are usually what we call track judges, and they raised the red flags to say, no, 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 this person has violated the rules of the game. As a result, they were disqualified. Why am I saying this? There are so many things that can come and discourage us as a church. There could be so many things that may come and want to make you to give up or to throw in the towel. I'm here to tell you today, church, don't give up. That's part of passing on the baton. Instead, we need to remain faithful and resolute to the gospel of Jesus Christ. In verse 8, Paul's, uh, Paul says, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, let us not give up, church. Hello, Christ Central. Are we there? Hallelujah. Let's not give up. Let's not give in. Don't stop worshiping God. If you come to church, maybe no one is talking to you or no one is, seems to be paying attention to you. That's no reason for you to stop coming to church. Remember, you're not here for people. You're here to worship God. Don't give up. David says in Psalm 37, verse 28, uh, 25, I have been young and now I am old. Yet I've never seen the rushes of God forsaken, nor his children begging bread. If you read, uh, if you read also 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, Paul says, I have run the race. I have finished my course. So this was my simply submission to us as a church today, that let us pass on the baton. Let us keep on doing the work of God. Let us keep working for God. Our God never fails. We have the powerful name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, church. Remember, uh, Solomon says in the book of Ecclesiastes, there is nothing new under the sun. Everyone else in Babylon, everyone else, they bowed before an, an idol, except those three guys, and they stood. But God turned around and gave him the whole nation because they stand. We are more than three people here as Christ Central. Let's play our part. Let's pass on the baton. You will see the blessings of God flowing in this church. You will see the power of God flowing in this church. I will invite the worship team to come forward. Uh, I don't know what might have charged, touched your heart, but I will also invite Mark to, once the worship team has finished, to come and lead us in prayer. And I encourage you as we go to 2021 that we are rising up as Christ Central. If we were doing hundreds Let's go higher. That's what God is calling us to do. May the Lord bless us as we enter 2021. May the good Lord continue to protect us with our families. May God keep us safe from COVID and any other diseases. May God heal us from things that we have been struggling with for so many years. 
over to your worship team when you're ready.